0: Let's go. What's up, Town TV people? It's officially October, and we're back with another freaky, scary, spooky episode covering Haunting of Hill House. This is Kathleen. We've got Luke, Jimmy, and Paul breaking down episode six, titled Two Storms, and episode seven, titled Eulogy. We are heating up here, people. Last week, we were supposed to cover six, but we didn't to give five. Let it breathe a little bit, because five is one of our favorite episodes. So now we're in six and seven, boys. What do we think, newcomer boys?
1: Dude, it's just insanely well written, insanely well directed. I mean, two storms. This is gonna be one of the first things I think of whenever I think of the show. Is this episode because of how well it was directed? I mean, it was yeah. Crazy. Episode
2: six was dope. It was the haunting of the rotating camera because every single freaking scene is just a continuation of the camera just going back and forth. If you ever watch anything behind the scenes for this show, you need to look into what happens in The Two Storms because it's insane what the crew did. And it's amazing what the actors were able to accomplish because they just worked so well together to make, what was it, five takes?
0: So it's five, it's a 55 minute episode broken down into five shots between the funeral home and The Storm at Hill House in the past. Funeral Home in the present, Hill House in the past. It's fucking incredible. Mike Flanagan directed every episode in this season. And I want to talk about, so that was an incredible feat. Like, if I was a director, this is something that I would try to attempt to do. It's like, if you're going to direct, especially if you're directing all 10, I think these two are so completely different. And I loved that in 7... The transitions were so dope which is hard to do when you're going like from p- past to present mm-hmm. but yeah i i remember watching this scene and i'm not really good at picking up on directorial like cues i'm being like well it was amazing unless it's like blatantly amazing mm-hmm. but i remember just feel- knowing and feeling how fucking epic this was and how this these scenes are just so perfectly choreographed and drawn out and like luke said the behind the scenes is incredible. And I, I also read an article where Mike Flanagan said like prior that his biggest, like in the beginning, he thought his biggest worry was going to be that the kids were going to maybe screw it up or not know their lines or whatever. And he was like, not only did they not, they knew all the adults lines as well. Like they came in fucking professionals, like killing it. That's amazing.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Kathleen, you were the one who told me after my first watch through of this episode in the season that, all about behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's because of that or what but i i think this is my favorite episode of the entire season and i know luke said episode five was your favorite so far and i really do like episode five but i don't know this this episode just does it big for me yeah
0: it really does the first the longest scene just for everyone's reference is 17 minutes long that means while they were shooting if they got to the 16th minute and somebody flubbed something you start over and and the behind the scenes is incredible like paul will uh call something out there's a scene where they pan across a hallway and there's statues and they're looking one way and then they go into a room and they come back and the statues are then looking the other way meaning that the minute the camera pans these people are just fucking sprinting Mm -hmm. turning these statues around i didn't even notice that Until Paul pointed out that the statues turned their head. I'm like, Mm. wow.
1: The fact that they made two separate, almost identical statues, except one's head is tilted one way, just for a
2: behind-the-scenes pickup. The little details, yeah. man—that's what separates the good shows from the great yeah. shows. And they then, said
0: they literally constructed the set for this episode, like the in with this episode in mind. Before even episode one, they constructed the two houses. Just how the
2: house is set up, mm-hmm. like how the mom would have to be transitioning through the different rooms. That's amazing. There's
3: just so much going on for it to be in one shot. <laughs> <So for certain laughs> insane. Scenes. It is unbelievable the stuff that's going on. We ready to dive in? Let's yeah. do it.
2: Let's
0: do it. This is the first time we get to see all the adult kids together, which is really dope they're all at the funeral home and one by one people are showing up they're all kids like all fighting again i mean they're not kids they're adults but they're all fighting again theo and shirl are at the casket theo's getting fucking blacked out which i would do as well i think mm-hmm. we could all agree <laughs> she's, um,
1: she's wasted and she's looking at it and or at Nell, and says she looks dead it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like what like she's yeah. not she doesn't
3: look like she's sleeping yeah, like, <laughs> she looks she's dead.
0: So- yeah that's sad it's so funny, though. The one thing that I will say every time they show Nelly in the casket, sometimes it's literally Victoria Padretti, And then sometimes it's just like blatantly not,
4: mm-hmm. yeah. which is really
0: funny to me. But I love this line. It's devastating. I don't know if it's Cheryl or Theo actually now that says it, but she's like, Nellie was always trying to get us together in one place, mm-hmm. which is always like anytime I've ever been in a funeral, it's like, wow this person would have loved this. Like being with all the people they've ever loved, which is just really fucking sad.
3: And that was actually Hugh who says that.
0: Oh, Hugh says that. Mm. Oh, fuck. Let's jump ahead
2: a little bit because in the beginning of this, we do have Cheryl expressing. She has zero faith in Luke. Mm. Uh, Steve rolls up. He believes Luke is actually clean. So this is the first time where I'm just, where I, I feel that Steve isn't being an asshole to the siblings. So that was cool that he actually had some faith. When Steve gets
3: there, Right away, people were asking him about Lee. Lee, Mm -hmm. And that's where him and Cheryl have their first bickering, you know, because like Luke said, with Steve talking about Luke, he he is actually saying he believes he's clean, being nice about that. I mean, he did pick him up and it looked like the opposite of being clean. Yeah, so it's
0: surprising that Steve actually thinks
3: But, I mean, he had the whole airplane ride and everything with him to see that he's actually as clean as you can be for the situation that he's in.
1: There's just, like, no faith, though. Because when he was walking in with Steve, I think it was Theo who's like, oh, like, better hide your purses. Yeah. It's like...
0: Not wrong after watching episode seven. I
2: I (laughs) mean, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you're Um, gonna
2: write. Well, Steve actually had the saddest, most genuine reaction, which was awesome. Like, he just broke down and just how he reacted to seeing Nell so close. It's crazy because he was the first one to see Nell's ghost. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's her
0: detective. Like, I was (laughs) like, oh, my God, Steve. Great, great reaction. Better than I could have imagined. And that's
3: like him going back to being good big brother Stevie when he was little. You know how we loved him when he was the young Stevie. But yeah, so Luke goes up as well and Luke just can't do it. And then Theo says something. I'm drinking every time I feel like punching something, which is hilarious. (laughs) And
1: throughout the episode, somebody will say something to her, like a slight remark, and she just takes a drink real quick. That's perfect.
3: And this is another thing for Steve. He's with Theo saying that, and then he looks towards the casket again, and there's Olivia, hot mama. Mm -hmm. So, and he's saying, get your shit together, get your shit together, not now. You know, so he's seeing some stuff too, and he, mm-hmm. does, you know, and he's actually says, and I think it's episode seven when he's talking to Luke. He's like, "All right, I'm seeing stuff too," but. You got to understand it's not ghosts. it's just you're you're freaking out. You we'll definitely Fucking talk about that when we deep. get there. I have a yeah. couple notes on that.
0: So so this is when they're all together and they're kind of going through her death and trying to piece piece it together, correct? And yeah. saying like she hung herself and and Luke's like, "Wait, her neck?" cuz he knows. I mean, yeah. he felt that in his neck. You get the information that Mrs. Dudley was there. I think they said like Mrs. Dudley found the body. Yeah yeah enter daddy crane for the first time you're really getting actual daddy crane he's so fucking awkward and i love when they say oh you want to do the eulogy tomorrow because he's being like he can't like he can't speak
2: because it's so obvious that now it's obvious and it was in the episode i have it in my notes that hot mom is obviously like the ghost is just there just in his ear all the time he can't even complete sentences without listening to her cues right Mm -hmm. he just is just babbling and babbling and is making him seem even crazier to the kids which is just reinforcing steve's idea that mental illness is a family thing yeah i don't know
3: and how cool was it when he walks in and he's seeing them as children yeah oh uh, uh, imagine and- shooting that and that's I took, amazing and i forgot like i honestly forgot as a vet that that happens like because we talked about before how they don't really cross over the children and the adult actors yeah so i was not expecting that. i totally forgot and then it's even better when he sees baby Nell in the coffin
0: better more like devastating well i mean
3: cool like you know and then the uh,
0: Bed neck lady
3: well that scene
1: jimmy was insane when he turns around and they're all kids first of all you're like that's insane yeah and then he says neither can i they're all grown up
3: yeah yes yeah Yeah. and it's like
1: dude you're talking to the hot mom you're
3: talking hot mom aren't you it is crazy because he has seen them here and there but for the most part He hasn't seen them all together and he has hardly seen them in years and years and years. So it makes sense. Like he's he's seeing them as children because that's what he remembers them as.
2: This is when Hugh says that he's going to look for the bathroom and he's going down a hall by himself. This transitions perfectly back to Mm. Hill House. And I think it's hot mama he sees right away, right? And he says, oh, there you are. You weren't in bed. Where did you go?
3: Right. And you miss the fact that when he gets in there, it's because it's because the chandelier fell from the ceiling and smashed and she's running down saying, what was that?
2: Right. You know? right, right. Okay. And that's why I bolted the quote, because that could be, it's just a hinting. More, I'm thinking it's hinting more and more at what we learned in episode seven, that she is just constantly in a state of sleepwalking, dreaming, not knowing what's going on. I don't know if we're going to get a specific answer to what she was doing in that scene or like right before that scene, but it's still, now I have the knowledge of episode seven. It's awesome to see those little seeds planted.
0: So I just want to say, of course, this is the first transition when we're going. You would have to think about that the, the literal funeral home and Hill House were built on the same fucking set. He walks into Hill House. Like it's all connected mm, to each other. That is so
3: cool, man. It's
0: so fucking cool. And which I didn't realize. With this episode in mind, this is exactly why you can't just make young Hugh and old Hugh the same actor. You can't age him up. Yeah, right. Because with this episode in mind, you literally need them to be two different actors. Because at first I was like, why would they ever do that? Just age him up. It's mm-hmm. so weird. And somebody, Matt, shout out Matt Kelly. He was the one who was like, they they can't. They, yeah. If they With this in mind, you literally have to have two different actors. And I was like, word. That makes so much more sense.
1: The chandelier, when it falls... That was a cool detail that they threw in in the Nell episode. In episode five, when she first walks in, the same <laughs> chandelier is pushed into the corner yep. right where they move it. And oh,
0: my like, boy.
3: <laughs> yeah, so Stevie comes down, like, and he always wants to help Daddy Hugh. So they're they're moving the uh, chandelier, and then a window breaks upstairs. They're going to check the window at this point all the children are da- are now downstairs. Olivia Hot Mom is is trying to calm all the children down and she's doing the count the lightning or thunder and lightning, you know, whatever. But it's crazy to see how she's actually scared too like of the storm.
2: Oh yeah. You know, cuz in that conversation she says that she sees people in Hill House too and in her mind she's seeing it because of like her uh Mental her migraines, stuff. like yeah. her daydreaming and stuff and she doesn't realize that she's part of this whole mm-hmm. bigger mystery going on. Could you
0: imagine if she knew that? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, fuck. true. I just, <laughs> no, just I frustrates
2: I know. me because I just wanted her to, because she has that mindset where she's saying, I'm seeing stuff too. Like convince young Hugh to have a little bit of like, to care about what the kids are saying. It's just frustrating for us. Obviously.
0: I, I love the shot of them. in the. I think it's right now them in the middle of that, floor and it just kind of circles the kids around where like Hugh's like opening flashlights and whatever he's doing Mm -hmm. can you imagine doing this very intense shoot where the the light the power goes out the shot where Nell is walking backwards and like getting lost is so good of that little girl I am like you are incredible
3: that and you already brought this up but I just want to reiterate it is asking a lot from the young actors to To be able to do all this in these kind of takes, I would mess up a million times. Yeah, thank God for editing on this podcast. Yeah, you know, right. I mess up all the. Time.
0: <laughs> so true. But
3: something interesting during the scene is they tell. I think Theo is holding Nell's hand, and Hot Mama says, "This house will keep us safe." Like, Yeah, hilarious. Oh, really?
2: I didn't. I don't. I didn't yeah, she that. says,
3: "Everyone, calm down. This house will keep us safe."
0: Theo holding little Nell's hand, and the power goes out. When it comes back on you still think she's holding her hand.
4: Yeah, she because she is. Yeah,
0: she literally is. She's standing right. Th- I mean, you'll find out later that Nell was standing there the whole time screaming, blah, blah, blah. The next episode when Steve unplugs the fan and it doesn't unplug any like, you know what I mean? These kids are going through these really fucked up things where they're like, I did do that. No, I didn't write that on the wall. I did do this. I did mm-hmm. do that. And the parents are just like, you fuckers. Why didn't you do what I told you to yeah. do? It's, a- it's like really a, a mind fuck there. <laughs> I, can I say fuck one more time? Fuck.
3: <laughs> Try it again. Fuck.
1: And then that brings us... That was the end of the scene when they realized that Nell is gone. And then that brings us back to the funeral home and they're talking about who, oh, who, yeah. who? Who is it that's trying to think of the word? Is it Steve? Steven. They go through and they all kind of say their own thing, all the kids. And then it goes back to old daddy, Hugh. She says, Puffalo, like mm-hmm. out of nowhere, like talking about Steve, a two minute earlier conversation. Yeah. And they're like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? And he was like, Puffalo, that was a made up word. Yeah, and it he was is a-
0: severely awkward. Like he needs <laughs> to be better. He does. In his defense, he, he isn't as bad as they think, but he could be better.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, and he explains that Puffalo was actually something hot mama made up. And he tells the whole story about Nell and Santa.
0: It's so cute.
3: After watching
1: episode seven, do you think he remembered all this? Or was this hot, hot mama
4: telling hot Okay. Him? Mama telling and that's
0: a conversation I want to get into. Because oh, oh, yeah. at the end, he literally says, I see your mom. I see your mom. It's a, it's a coping, uh, mechanism. coping mechanism. I truly At think it's end not of a ghost. Seven. Yes. No. I'm saying it. this is a conversation I want to have later because I don't think it's yeah. a ghost. I think it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's all in his head. So. But then in why that-
3: would Nell? I guess we'll have the conversation. But why would Nell see hot mama in the I, wedding?
0: Okay. I so. think there's a difference between the kids seeing ghost and what he's envisioning. Luke seeing dead hot mama in the grave is Luke seeing dead hot mama. And Luke seeing Dead Hot Mama with the hat on is literally Hot Mama trying to coax him back to the house right. like he did with Nell.
2: Wow, that uh, is so much to think about. I know. I, I didn't know mm-hmm. I didn't know I needed to think about it through the lens of if they're gray-eyed, they're real. And if they're not, it just could be a hallucination or a mental thing. Like, And
0: that's the cool part of this show because mental illness really does play a part. And as much as we know that it's not because we get all this background and we're like omniscient or whatever the fuck that word is because we do see that ghosts are real. Like, the when they're not the word
2: omnipotent, what are you talking No,
0: omniscient. Omniscient. Yeah. What the fuck is that huh? word?
1: Omniscient? Omniscient? Something. Um, it's You're, like it's something cognizant. like that. You're in the ballpark. It's,
0: yeah. Cognizant. No, it's omniscient. Okay. You're like an omniscient
2: that, being. We just sounded like we, were, we didn't go to school. <laughs> well, we're still in high school.
3: Cut that. I'm looking this up.
2: Um, I
1: no, I know what you're talking S-C-I,
2: about. SCI. There's an oh, SCI.
1: O-M-N-I-S-C-I. Omniscient SCI Omniscient means all
0: knowing. Omniscient, and then play it on oh, the fucking Google. everything. Yeah, play it on Google Play. Put the put the audio I up to the mic. It. Up to the fucking mic. we're <laughs> putting everything. this on. And I'm on keeping <laughs> it. Put it pronunciation. Come on, James. I fucking...
1: Oh, I got. The speaker. It. Um, omniscient. Omniscient.
0: omniscient. Omniscient. Oh, okay, that's jogging your. Face. Now Oh my my favorite word. Fuck you, boys. Omniscient. omniscient. She's like a weird accent. It's omniscient.
1: We got it. Right, um, keep
0: omniscient. Going. Keep going. Okay. So anyway, we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah. But
2: yeah, so this whole back and forth between the family is just like their cute way of reminiscing about Nell, telling different stories.
0: I like it. I mean uh it's definitely it's, the Santa it's,
2: story is cool. It just shows you yeah. how selfless Nell was from being a child, and it reflects very heavily when you take anything into account with how she treats Luke. Like Luke is exactly. such a scumbag, but it's her twin. She cares for him more than anything. It just it just highlights what an awesome ca- character Nell is.
0: Yeah, and I really like when Daddy says this bit that Liv used to say, which is, "Water that seed until it's her tree." Right. And I think that is so. Like when you have kids, like that is such a good. That hit thing me too to live for by. some yeah, reason. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. It was amazing. And Steve thinks <laughs> the letters that she wrote Daddy in real time as an yeah. adult. Steve is like, "What the fuck?" She wrote you letters recently. Something she wrote could have triggered you to think she was gonna kill herself. Well, well, of course, Steve's just being a fucking dick. It's like He's, we're all at yeah. our we're all at our family member's funeral. Maybe chill, mm. <laughs> maybe chill for a sec. He's,
2: He's just it, calling him out for holding back more information about yeah, the family. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He goes on to say like Theo's drunk and I'm pissed. Like, right? He's just yelling real quick. Is this where we learned that Mrs. Dudley called
3: yeah. when yeah. she saw the car? This is because Steve's getting pissed so daddy finally, gives, finally gives him finally gives some information about the night, yeah. okay gosh gotcha,
0: gotcha. yeah they say mrs dudley called hugh after noticing the car out front and she was hanging there they're all frantic frantically going over who talked to her last and her state of mind. And he, this is when Hugh finally admits, like, I talked to her last. And she brought up the neck lady. And Steve is freaking out about mental illness. He is, like, really having a moment here. Uh, and Hugh start, is, like, talking to himself a lot in this scene as well.
2: Yeah. So Steve reemphasizes the fact that he thinks this all stems from just mental illness and the fact that adult hugh wasn't sharing this information could be part of the reason that this all happened and they keep going they're back and forth they're heating up i would
0: assume this is the 17 minute scene because this is really long it is
2: a long one yeah it seems like this would be
1: the one and all the hard acting oh hard acting the really intense scenes are like right at minute like 14 Mm -hmm. 15 yeah like when steve's yelling and all emotional the
0: book stuff is intense Yeah, Cheryl versus Steve about the book and Cheryl's so condescending and calling it blood money, yelling at Theo, it's chaos and Theo's like, "I fucking took the money." <laughs> oh my god.
2: This this scene is so and, it's so charged. And yeah. one thing I did want to point out cuz before the money before that information gets dropped, Theo, I didn't I guess this was just her being drunk, but I could have chalked it up to a ghost as well when Theo's like sitting on the couch and she just falls I'm sure it was just her being drunk but yeah. I thought it looked like there was a motion that she got pushed Maybe. Looking for I shit thought now. he was
1: drunk and then they go to help her up she's like don't touch me
2: the, but yeah. what she does say in the scene is she says you don't know what I felt and I have been wondering about that for a while because when Theo in the end of her episode is in the morgue and touches Nell she hasn't talked about what Mm-mm. she saw at all and I've been so curious oh, he's
3: been literally getting hammered drunk since that moment yep that's why she's so drunk. She's okay. been drinking since that moment. Are we going to learn what she sees or we just saw? Maybe. I'm going to tell you. But then. I'm so curious. The about craziest it. thing is, I'm sorry, as a vet, I should know this, but what's uh, Shirley's husband's name again? Kevin. Kevin the craziest thing is when kevin's trying to calm cheryl down during all of it at first when her and theo are fighting and he's kind of just trying to get in the middle like all right don't don't do this mm-hmm. don't do this yeah, and yeah. he's like oh we took the money too yeah.
0: we know who wears the pants in cheryl and kevin's oh relationship God. especially in the next episode when he comes in <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's like okay oh all right fine bye
2: <laughs> yeah so that that scene ends with cheryl just having a mind freak out on both theo Kevin. Now she's done with the whole family. She's just freaked out.
0: And then it continues. Cheryl walks up to Nell. She's got motherfucking buttons on her eyes. Imagine being a skeptic like Luke, or not Luke, Steve and Cheryl and there's now buttons on Nell's eyes. And you're like, the only people in here are my four fucking siblings, or three fucking siblings and my dad. Well, which one have you fucking put yes. <laughs> buttons that's on her, the eyes?
1: That's the worst part. She's like, which one of you fucking did this? Did you think this was funny? And it's insane because that makes it so much worse, her relationship between her siblings, even though they
2: didn't do it. It's so infuriating. And while this is all going on, I think, even right before the buttons, I think is when Kevin and Theo go downstairs to get vodka. Yeah, like right after. They're like,
0: we need more alcohol. They exit the screen until we see them
2: And then this is classic horror genre where the whole family somehow gets split up just for the (laughs) scares and I'm freaking out. I'm like, just elbow lock with everyone and let's (laughs) just get through this night, you know. They all split up and Hugh starts seeing the bent neck lady. And then Uh, we get a flashback right to young Hugh in that moment right after the lights went off and Nell disappeared.
0: Yeah, hot mama's walking around. There's a ghost lady in the bed. Clara, and this is,
2: granny. Yeah, uh, Hazel. Granny, Clara Hazel. is yeah. Dudley. Yeah, yeah. Clara Dudley. Right, right, right.
0: There's a little dead boy in the wheelchair. Like, it's just following her in and out. But she's seeing this, right?
2: Yeah. That was she, wild when the little boy just kind of rolls yeah, out. Yeah, like,
3: the, that's another moment, Paul. We didn't do any creep counts tonight, but the doorknob turns first. She opens it, right? And then the kid comes out on the wheelchair. So yeah.
2: that is a flashback to, I think, when... Theo was doing that little dance routine, you remember? And the doorknob Door just starts turning. like going like this. Yeah. I just assume that, that's that ghost.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could <laughs> Wait, what room was that? I can't. That's just another bedroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Can you imagine, though? Because
3: that's one of the kids' bedrooms. So, like...
0: I know. So, they're just trying to sleep. That's a, a, sick sleep room. a... Yeah.
3: The sick room. The sick room is Hazel's room.
0: And that's what it was. That was Hazel's bed. Oh, you mean the wheelchair room. Yeah. Okay. I love the wheelchair kid. I love that they put him in because that's where Hot Mama and Daddy Crane were. She was imagining
4: like decorating
0: and she's like a little boy in a wheelchair and like this and that and a bookshelf. Whatever. whatever, Leather bound. (laughs) That
2: blew my mind when you reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is amazing. And I like that they think of every little detail that Mm -hmm. makes you go, ooh, just like when Paul's like I saw a picture frame and, he, and that guy's wearing the top hat. It's just all comes. I never even noticed that for the record, Paul. So,
3: picture <laughs> well, frame.
1: I'm only watching, I'm like dissecting every mm-hmm. little bit just because they're doing this, though. Yeah, and it true. makes it so much more fun. Is, uh, and this is where the statues move. Yes. 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 Exactly. Okay.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And this is, and I'll let you guys talk about it, but this is where Hot Mama. You're like, she's deteriorating. He's literally chasing her around. She's there. She's not. She's there. She's not. Yep. And he's like, "Live, live." Mm-hmm. What were you guys thinking during this?
1: I thought it wasn't live. I thought uh, he was chasing a ghost. If he calls but
0: her Liv by her real
3: name, she might answer. <laughs>
2: Hi, Mama. Hi, <laughs> <you, hot> Mama. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just knew that she was not, if that was the actual mom, which I'm assuming it was, she's in the same state that she's in when she's holding the screwdriver to Hugh's throat in the next episode. True. But the trippy but part of this is that
0: he's literally following her down one hallway. Oh, you're he right. turns The corner and she's gone. And then he turns this way and she's over there. And I'm like, I have chills thinking about it. I remember she's seeing a this
2: person at this point. So I don't see and, how that that's possible. You're right. And she's not sleeping. Cause the thing
3: about the, the screwdriver was that she's sleeping and she's trying to say she had a dream, but she is, I think her response to him when he finally finds her again where she was, it was exactly where she was, from the start, in front of the little kid's room with the wheelchair. She's on her knees, and I'm pretty sure she says, "I, I, I just had a crazy dream or something," right? But
0: yeah, the right before that, the window shatters. Oh yeah, face. I was, I
3: just was, yeah. No,
0: but you're, you're so right. And then she's over there, and and how is, are these people not clocking that this is fucking insane? Why are they Especially all being so The identical?
3: Shattering happens, and then it didn't happen though.
1: Yeah, he looks back in the window or whatever. It's back to normal. It's just. So that's why it made me think that it was a ghost live running around. But I I
2: mean, it could be, yeah, yeah. But then, what do? What is your explanation for where the real live was? Was she just passed out like Jimmy saying in the same spot? Yeah, like Nell Nell
1: was when she was
3: invisible, but she was there. I would. That's that's what I would guess at this moment.
0: The cool part about Hill House is that ghosts and timelines aren't defined. The fact that we last episode, episode five, we were kind of not arguing but discussing. Welcome home now. Did did the well. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? (laughs) Welcome home. Like, we were like, who? When did that happen? What year? When? Now? Present? Past? Whatever. I think that's fucking incredible. And
2: it's fun that they keep it loose because it's like, "Hmm, who's to say? There's not going to be concrete answers. But (laughs) we get, we get, I mean, maybe there fucking is. Who the hell knows? (laughs) It's definitely
1: frustrating in the beginning. But as you're watching and things start to click, it's just so rewarding Mm -hmm. when everything starts making sense. But this is when hugh finally finds hot mama the kids start screaming mm-hmm. and this would be the scariest shit in the world first of all they slowly walk down the steps yeah. which i was like every single one of your children is screaming and you're taking your time um and then they go down there and it's steve it was like something ran through here it had like red glowing eyes even i saw it I think it's a wolf or yeah something. they said yeah. a big
2: wolf or dog which nothing we have nothing on that i right? mean the,
1: except the dogs barking outside yeah but i mean that's i don't know if that's related
0: and this is baby now does pop up yep. but then it but then it switches over to adults again right mm-hmm.
1: dude that was so cute she was so like cute. i'm
0: here i'm here i mean we'll get to when she's actually like saying her lines because i think that's the one of the best parts of the episode but luke and adult q they're talking about the buttons and they're kind of coming to an understanding like wasn't any of us like, I, which is a great moment.
2: I have to say that I, after these last two episodes, I really enjoy Adult Hugh yeah. because he's so he's he's willing to accept what they say they see, mm-hmm. and that's and when he's talking to Luke, they both acknowledge that the bent neck lady was more than just a Nell hallucination. Yep. I think they also acknowledge that it wasn't suicide right or is right. that not
3: so luke says to hugh he says nell didn't do this to herself and neither did mom and then hugh says well that's a complicated story
2: and
0: he was like well none of us did the button things but you already knew that which i like they're acknowledging that it's all crazy and, and the next episode has something like that as well
2: well luke starts pressing about why it's complicated and, and then, then this is when steve's a cocksucker right?
3: yeah. <laughs> Steven starts getting heated, and he's a- he wants some answers. And is this when he starts talking to hot mama too a little bit in the middle of it? And then and then Steven does it again, being like, "See, you're freaking talking to no yeah. one." And then he yells at him and says, "The wrong parent died," like he's freaking twelve years old. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so fucked up.
3: Yeah. Wait, it- and as soon as he
1: does that, the lights turn on and Nell falls right. Yeah, it's like so oh, much, it's so
0: fucked up. All
1: just happened at once. It's like how how can this get more depressing? Yeah.
0: The the fighting is. Only stopped by her falling off the casket, and mm-hmm. they, that is a moment. Imagine that in your real life. Imagine one of your family members' casket fell, and there's just like a, a limp, de- yeah. bent, limp
2: smell. <laughs> no. But no, no, man, the buttons would have already took me out of the funeral. Home. Yeah, now, <laughs> now a, after this,
0: Luca's a pussy. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I like that. Daddy Hugh is very ghost woke, very ghost woke. He is like <laughs> it, 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 young Perfect Hugh.
1: Way to describe I, it, I love that
0: is not, I wouldn't even say skeptical he's just he just he's naive almost like he,
2: that's the perfect way to say it. Yes. it's not that he's saying no he's just kind of playing it off like oh they're kids
0: which we get an amazing moment in episode 7 where Luke calls him out on that quote and says yeah. uh, we'll get to it yeah. okay anyway <laughs> but I like in the scene where they say the rest of the block is fine with the lights, mm-hmm. they're like because because we didn't mention earlier in this episode. Cheryl mentions I changed every light bulb in the house just in case because she's so frantic and, and so that's and our coping a coping mechanism.
1: A generator, like yep. why is a generator
2: not I there? exactly? Also, just realized that I forgot about that line where they say it's only this is the only place it hit in the block, yep. which is part which you don't really understand fully until the next episode when they just say in episode seven that Hugh's trying to explain why only the storm hit the house and not the Dudley's house, even though they're a 10 minute walk apart. Yeah, that's exactly it's
0: fucking fucking that. it. It's, it's just fucking It's literally just fucking haunted.
3: Yeah. So Cheryl's looking around for, what is she looking around for the generator lights, whatever? Yeah. Box walks right into
2: Kevin and Theo in trying to get their vodka or whatever they're doing. And they kind of look like they're in a compromising position, but it's so obvious that Theo, if this is a thing where they're I, somehow cheating, I'm just fuck that. There's no way. I, I There's was not like, even a little bit of a chance in my opinion.
1: First of all, if you're gonna cheat with anybody cheat with me all right <laughs> with kev come on kev i i was like okay thea's definitely drunk and trying to like make a move on kev and kev's like no get really? out of here that's what i thought and kev Ooh. was trying to be like no like you're obviously wasted yeah dude
2: thea has been a lesbian or since she was eight years old on the next Ke- episode she is not cheating on no
3: so I'll just say as as when when I was a rookie watching this first time, when I got to this episode and I got to that part, my thoughts were literally in between both of you. And I'll, but my thought was literally if she's making a move on Kevin, now I'm pissed because I'm just like, why you add something like this to haunting? We don't need this right now. Right. So. I don't know if you guys agree with that thought. No, yeah, I, don't know. I,
2: I just think it's unrealistic. I think it's meant to purposely look like that and also be obvious that it's not that because it's haunting. What do maybe, you think she
1: was doing? Maybe she... Was seeing Kevin as a ghost? No, I was sexy as fuck, (laughs) hot mama, and then she was trying to make out. She was not trying to make out with her hot
0: mom ghost, right? Paul, yeah.
2: What it probably (laughs) was was she. I don't, I can't recall or not if she had the gloves on in the scene, but she was probably trying to touch him and see something. Or I could be jumping at. I don't. I don't understand what he. (laughs) What information Kevin has that's important? But that's probably what it was. To hear that though. Okay. Well,
3: you will get answers.
0: As a girl, I just want to do this weird comparison where let me just tell you if i bumped into my sister tina we'll say with my fucking husband I, Cheryl is so crazy that's like one spectrum of girl i can't even she opens the door stares at them shuts the door walks away and it's just like i would be like what in God's fucking name, is happening mm-hmm. here. Like Cheryl is such a specific type of she girl, has just Human no
2: faith in any of her family None. members.
0: None. Yeah, and and this is when she's walking out and she turns left and sees that ghost again.
1: Yeah, that the, ghosty ghost. The, the, the old, like middle aged hallucination, man, like holding a cheers, cheers cheers glass again. of scotch. Who like cheers yeah. is.
2: Yeah, what was the other time we saw that when um, she, she was, was in, the office, in her episode? She was yeah.
1: talking about making the mask. His son, her son, wanted a daredevil mask. And Kevin walked in and was like, all right, like, we'll go make it. As they walked out, she looked into the living room and there was that guy
2: on the couch.
0: James Lafferty, hottest hot boy of all time.
2: Yeah, I got nothing on that. I have no I have no guesses. What the fuck could that be? I don't know. Yeah, you do. You
0: no, they don't. They don't it. answer anything in this show. They actually never. This is you. the worst payout of all. Time. <laughs> all
2: right, whatever. Fuck you guys, dude.
0: I can't wait for you guys to see the next three. You guys are gonna be mind blown.
2: So
1: if Tina walked, or if you walked in on Tina and Jason Diaz, your husband, <laughs> then you would. freak I'm so glad Jason out. Diaz
0: does not listen to the Haunting of Hill <laughs> House episodes. But yes, he is my husband, and I'd be pissed. I throw. I would throw punches. <laughs>
1: All right, but yeah, as Luke was saying, so that's think, definitely not a thing. So we're back yeah, to the back to your the kid. J- This is this yes. might
2: be the I think the final flashback, correct?
0: Final flashback, and this is where we see Nell standing there the whole time. She was screaming and shouting, shouting like, "I was standing here the whole time, and nobody looked." And and my my note is literally, "Oh my FG, cry." <laughs> because I was like, that's, "That's freaky." That is scarring. Yeah. You're like screaming at your family to her whole life is about this like sleep paralysis and nobody believing her and nobody understanding what she's going through and their whole family is going through chaos around her and she's trying to get their attention and nobody's even looking in her way.
1: Yeah, that would be horrible.
2: I don't even know how that's linked to what becomes the bent neck lady. I guess it's just more the, like a haunting, but that was wild and unexpected. I did not I did not think she was just going to be there in the room with them the whole time.
0: And that makes it scarier. And I will say that this baby Luke yeah. telling now don't do that again. Like cause you better <laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> Dude, I thought the
2: house things had got you.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was right here the whole time and nobody could
2: see me. She was also saying she was freezing cold. So maybe she was phasing into the, the ghost realm. <laughs> she was like dying. I don't know. Like <laughs> she was going back and forth. Which kind of plays a little bit closer to to bent neck lady stuff, but I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer for that. And
0: that's it, right? That wraps the episode. Yeah,
2: uh, it
3: repeats the one uh, I was right here. None of you could see me, and then you see right in front of the coffin, bent neck lady. Yeah, and that's fucked the
0: end. up. That was a great episode, and Jimmy, I. Totally agree where I loved that episode and the idea of the directing makes it one of my all-time favorites. Agreed. Just to be able to talk about it. And they had 18-page scenes with no cuts. That's really hard. And I give them so many props for that.
2: Time for episode seven titled Eulogy. And this one has... Some amazing young Hugh content. We get some fucking great answers in this episode.
0: And you guys asked earlier, like, what are they going to do after they're done with the kids? Does Hugh get an episode? Hugh-centric, baby. I was
2: so happy. We got so much
1: young Hugh, and that's all you wanted.
2: So it feels like the first five episodes was each a kid. The sixth was the whole family. The seventh is about Hugh. Eight, nine, ten. One of them's got to be Woo-hoo. hot mama centric. And I cannot wait for that one.
0: The transitions in this episode are incredible. Like I said earlier in the podcast. And I I couldn't. Like, they would show a hand. And it's a hand. They're saying, I like the part where and she's like, you stuck your hand in a fan. And then all of a sudden, he's like, fucking hell. Like, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But You know
1: why his hand was wrapped? Yes, yes I know. No,
0: I, it's really not that big of a deal but just the fact <laughs> that they zoom in on the hand it's like okay that's gonna come up later i just think that's smart of them to say yeah. father mucker it comes back you it, know
1: it's a it's a really nice tool to implement understanding the timeline mm-hmm. of what so happens. true yeah. um,
0: am eloquently put but i want to say that for this episode we're not gonna go in episode order we're gonna do all of the Young daddy crane stuff, and then all the older daddy crane stuff just to make it easier to run through because they go back and forth so much in this episode. Mm. The episode opens with the cop good copping him, and this is after all the bad stuff happened in Hill House back in the day. But we're gonna save that to the end because the end scene is also in that same timeline, so we're gonna jump straight to young Hugh. With Mr. Dudley, Dudley, black mold, water damage, pulling all the way to the basement. It's just them walking through and you can tell he was stressed in this in this timeline. Like it's the first time he's not he's maybe sweet and dumb the rest of it. But this is time he is stressed out.
1: I mean, that is an unbelievable amount of damage and the cost to fix it is going to be insane yeah. so i totally understand why he's freaking and out. and all
2: this damage is a direct uh, effect from the storm of last episode so we're really just picking up right back in the timeline of where they left off from two storms
1: and luke this is where you find out like you said young he's talking to mr dudley and he's and he's like you didn't get any any of this and he was like no you got a little rain but like that was it he starts explaining microbursts, hmm. which I learned about.
0: The opening scene of, of this stuff is him being like, "I storms never make this much of damage. What the
3: fuck? Yeah.
0: And what does he actually say, Father Mucker, about?
3: Uh, that's, that's, that's coming up. That's when he sees... And
0: that's next, right? Yeah, yeah
2: but while up. while they're in the hallway of where... I thought this was the hallway that the window's all shattered where he was chasing hot yep. mama. Sure. Yep. And they're just kind of going over the damage and young Steve is in the background and he finds... Water damage, essentially, in the yeah. wall.
1: This and wall feels squishy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this sets off a chain reaction of Mr. Dudley and Hugh just kind of evaluating what's going on with the house, what's happening, because this could be a game-changer It could actually torch the entire property eventually. So they end up going down to the basement. They find out that the water damage went down all three levels, and a lot of the flashbacks we're getting for this episode are going to take place in this... It's, the ba- it's not the same basement that... You found right? No, it's not like the no. cellar. Okay, that's place. just thought, the basement. There were yeah. stairs. Good, that would have been obvious. question, no, though,
0: I... I didn't even think twice about yeah. that. But well, yeah, it was. You would really... think it's the same level, though. It was it
2: really fee
3: Yeah, so they're when they're in the basement, they're checking for the mold. This is the first time that Mister Dudley and Daddy Hugh hear the noise with the scratching.
0: The scratching is so creepy in the best way, where it's so mm. light and really could be rats. It truly could be.
2: Mm. And is this the first time that we see on screen that Hugh had any interaction with something supernatural?
3: Well, you don't know that it's supernatural yet
2: right but i, I mean, figured it was yeah yeah, yeah yeah he does assume yeah
3: no well you you find out in, in later in the episode but at the time when he hears the scratch yeah i'm just mean, talking
2: about yeah. now analyzing it is that the first time i mean well
1: all of last episode when he was chasing live around in the sh- window shattered oh true the storm. i guess
2: he was interacting with her ghost yeah this
1: this is the um father mucker scene because he sees it and he's he wants to say like what the And then he catches himself and he's like, Father Mucker. And young Steve in the background, you don't even see him. You just hear him go, really, dad? And then the fact that Steve says that and then uses it when he's older, it's even though he hates his dad. Yes,
0: that's it. That's the key.
1: He still picks it up. Like, he doesn't want to hate his dad. He still has picked up a few things. It's it's really cool.
0: It's sweet almost. Yeah. It really is. And I,
1: I love how young Hugh is always like, I can fix it. It's like, no matter how shitty it is, he's like, that's it, his
2: quote, that's man. His he bit. says that. I can fix it. He says that all the time, almost every episode he's been in. The I end
0: think. of this episode is the best one. Yeah. That, that reminds me
2: of uh, Holes.
0: I could fix that. I
2: could fix that. Dulé yeah.
0: Hill, that's my boy from Psych. He's amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, you know. <laughs> you know everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could fix that. All
2: right. So we got Black in the basement. They start tearing it down, hardcore demolition style. Mr. Dudley and Hugh.
0: The next scene, I really like this one because Hot Mama's talking to Hugh and saying the blueprints are a disaster. There's like four plans and none of them match. The house is schizophrenic, she says. Everything about it is crazy. Not even the blueprints are legit, which I really liked. And she's saying she's going to draw up something out of the million blueprints. This is where they talk about... Could it be the red room? They're like mm. throwing around the idea that that's the one room they haven't Because the worker's checked.
3: asking about
4: it.
0: Yes. Well,
3: now it comes yes. up to the expert. Yep.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And
3: he
1: asks, Have you seen any rats? And she's like, No, I haven't seen any. Young Luke, when he went down yeah. in the dumbwaiter, he did see some yeah, motherfucking rats.
4: true. Well, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, I
0: didn't even think of that.
1: There are that's some motherfucking rats in this motherfucking house.
3: Well, you probably told Luke, Well, they're imaginary rats. So yeah. we'll
0: get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a tough subject for me. Yeah, yeah. so after the worker
2: basically diagnoses that the the flooding is most likely coming from the red room and then the whole he's not hearing the rat noise anymore so it's kind of that's the part where I wrote down like the, it was definitely supernatural what he was hearing.
0: It's everybody with a car problem. You got a car problem, you take it to the fucking guy and the, and you're like it's making a noise and yeah. when you turn it on it's like not making. A no,
2: noise. Yeah. not at all. Have
3: we had the first notable Scene where he sees the shadow.
0: Yes, when he takes the polaroid. yes, okay,
3: mm-hmm. takes the polaroid. He sees the shadow of someone. He's looking at it like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, uh, weird to see a shadow when you take a polaroid with a flash. Well, the
3: polaroid
1: I thought was different than the shadow behind. It's the, the same car. exact
0: thing. It's twice. He takes a picture, sees the shadow in the polaroid, and then when he knocks the shit down, he it's sees there
1: the
0: there same again. exact shadow. Oh, uh, right over that boy Paul's head. You,
1: you see the little details sometimes, <laughs> but miss the fucking big picture. <laughs>
2: So Hugh is taking a look at the blueprints after he's now working on the basement with Steve and he's noticeably shocked. You see his face, right? He's like, yeah,
0: hot mama gave it to them.
1: So th- yeah, this is a master blueprint
2: that she, that she up. just made. Right. Yeah. And he's weird. First of all, it.
0: how hot is she? When she's like, I drew up the master blueprint. I'm like, you are the hottest, most beautiful, smartest girl I've ever seen in my whole <laughs> my you life. You have to sell me on her. No, but <laughs> I just want you all to say, yeah, <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, boy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, boy. boy. I, I'd stay up drawing blueprints with her all night, man. That's insane. In I like that the they keep book. going
0: back. <laughs> Fucking marital bed. I like that they keep going back to you don't know what's wrong with the blueprints for a couple scenes.
3: yep mm-hmm. He's Multiple literally
0: scenes. looking at him like, the fuck did she he might she might as well have wrote fuck you Hugh on, yeah, on the paper and we we're not no seeing it yet mm. she we're not omniscient to it yet <laughs>
1: <laughs> there we go
2: that's omniscient
0: to attendant
2: so we're skipping ahead to it just flashes forward after he was looking at the blueprints and now this is the big scene with Mr. Dudley in the basement mm-hmm. so
0: intense and this I want to know what you guys think about scene. this because I loved
2: that I loved it I loved
0: scene. knowledge baby. I was
1: I was like hell yeah Mr. Dudley get that get that complete dialogue like that was insane i haven't heard you talk at all and now you're speaking this horrid story to me and shaking me to my core hell yeah
2: there is some answers that we get here that i was i've been craving and there's also answers that we get here that i did not think were going to be answered yeah specifically what i'm talking about is that the dudley's never go on the property at night i did not think they were ever going to touch that i thought that was just going to be a thing that was sweet so cool do we want to walk through this story just real quick well, this scene just starts
1: with hugh in the basement looking at the blueprints being frustrated mr dully comes in hugh says to him you know if i could really use the key to that red room um if you can search again Bitch. Uh, yeah and he, mr Dudley kind of avoids that question like he did before when he gave him the key the master key quote unquote he starts suggesting hugh you it might not be my place But maybe you and
3: your wife, Liv, should take a break from the house for a little bit. Yeah, because he's reiterating, like, she wrote up these blueprints, right? This is her. He's
0: looking at it like, this bitch, crazy! Yeah, he's like,
3: so this is her? He knows
0: firsthand. She
3: might need a little break.
0: We get this whole amazing Dudley thing. He's saying, my mother worked in this house as kitchen staff. I was born here as Mr. Dudley. My family moved us out to the cottage at the edge of the property. And his mom never liked Hill House. And I really love the scene because he is telling it with like his gut, his Mm -hmm. chest. He's telling it with like everything he has. She'd come home after a long shift. She'd be scattered talking to herself, basically lost her mind. She's giggling, talking to people outside. She's sleeping out there sometimes too. He met Claire when she came on to work for Hazel. She spent too much time in there, like way too much overnight, sometimes days at a time. She gets pregnant. Sadly enough, she works through the pregnancy. The baby is stillborn. And he's saying that she jumped into working after that so fast. I love when he goes, she's a towering woman. I'm yeah. like, damn, yeah. I want my husband to tell me that I'm a fucking towering woman. <laughs> You're that like was... four foot six. I know. But like, he's not saying it is that he's like, she's just strong. <laughs> she's a towering woman. I'm like, this guy loves this woman. I'm like, Whoop. OK, so. Then he goes into this bit about nightmares, having her in a corner, shaking so bad. He thought that she would seize up dead is what she said, which is fucking crazy. So then one night she's in Hill House and she hears a baby crying and she's she thought she's losing her mind. She runs home through the woods in the dark, scratches her face to ribbons, he says, which is in, an insane way to say it, mm-hmm. on the branches through the woods. And so he goes back with her one night and he hears it the baby crying too so i mean that you're just getting more and more confirmations that this shit be wild and And, he's saying it haunts
3: you based on you personally
0: exactly and that's the fucked up part yeah. about it. And, and
1: he was saying, like, I know I know that it was my child's first cry. Like the, that. The,
0: mo- the worst part is the one that she didn't get to and doesn't even finish the sentence. Like, you know, he just means like the one she didn't get to have because yeah. she was
2: still born. Yeah.
0: That's I have chills talking about mm-hmm. this right now.
2: But the takeaway from this story that he tells her him besides the fact that he needs to get his wife out of the house so she can recover her mental state, is that once he stopped letting her stay there at night, the nightmare started going away. She started becoming normal again. And that's, like I said before, we started this whole story. That's just an amazing answer to something that I didn't know I needed to hear.
4: Yeah,
0: And Hugh's listening to it. In the beginning, he has that douchey scene like, you're right, it is none of your business kind Mm -hmm. of like line. And then by the end, he's like, okay, I I understand.
3: i take it under advisement. (laughs) Which
2: (laughs) which is how it transitions right back to him studying these blueprints to seeing if Hot Mama's crazy or not. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, Yeah, he
1: he was comparing it to this. All we see is it's a blueprint they had in a drawer. Mm -hmm. Don't know what it was yet. It was somewhere in the office. Um, And then this brings us right to the broken fan. Yep. Right. They have these fans are trying to get rid of the mold. He's complaining to young Steve. Ah, we didn't let him do it. So he gave us an old busted fan, like stupid asshole. <laughs> he was like, ah, unplug it. I got to fix this. Fixing you. Yeah. Amazing. Love. So Steve goes to unplug it and you kind of see him in the background, unplug it, but you don't actually see him do it. I fully believe that he actually did unplug yep. it. Mm hmm. Young Hughes just zoning out on something else. The shadow. The The shadow shadow on the wall. In the black, like, yeah, in the wall. And just shoves his hand in the fan, cuts it up horribly, starts freaking out at Steve for a second. He's like, ah, it was an accident, it was an accident. Steve's saying, I unplugged it. I promise I unplugged it. I unplugged it. He says, go upstairs now we know why his hand is wrapped there you go
0: yeah i made that such a mystery i didn't mean to but i just i
2: totally thought it was because of you yeah (laughs)
3: but still it like paul said it really is awesome because it does matter based on helping you figure out timelines and shit. this
1: is where he's like you know what like come here you motherfucker he's (laughs) walking up to the red door with a hammer and a chisel and he's trying to get this shit open And it was funny because I thought back to episode one. It was Nell and Cheryl looking at the red door
3: trying to get in. I was like, just break it down. Mm -hmm. I was literally just going to interrupt you and say, this is way too late for him to act this way. I'd be kicking that shit in. First day, he owns this house. It's his house. Mike,
0: my, uh, my note is literally sledgehammer it. What the fuck? So <laughs> like, just get a drill and fire fuck it
2: something. You don't just buy get- a
0: house with a room you don't see. It. I'm telling you that right now. You do not buy well, a house. Not anymore. Yeah, not, Jesus, not, not in this day. Mm-hmm.
3: So right, he now, says fuck
0: twenty times in a minute here, mm-hmm. which is so uncharacteristic for him as well.
3: Secret ghost alert. As he was, out.
0: I was gonna ask he this, Jimmy. No, no, I didn't, but I meant to say in the beginning of the episode. Jimmy, I challenge you because I was looking for ghosts so hard because this one isn't a freaky episode. I bet you there's no ghosts.
3: No, there's there's two, two or three, actually. So we found all found uh, one. the rook found one in the next scene coming up. But for this one, when he's freaking out at the door, it shows a close-up of him and him being all pissed off. And to the left, you see a door creaked open just a little bit and a and a white face just staring through at him.
2: Well, the one that's about to be in the next scene. Is creepy as shit like, oh yeah she looks scary the ghost but mm-hmm. uh, i guess we'll get to that
1: it's actually two scenes because two scenes, yeah. the next one we get might be scarier okay so hugh wakes up to a screwdriver at his throat and he's like live
4: <laughs> yeah
1: live open your eyes and all of a sudden she comes to and she's still holding it like oh my god like what is going on he finally gets it removes it Eventually, he's like, what the hell? Which, i that was uh, what I
3: would have said right away. That was in the marital bed, too. In the marital bed. Disgracing the marital bed.
2: These next next couple of scenes are going to really highlight what has been going on mentally with Hot Mama. And this is the first one. It, It just plays off of everything we've been seeing that she... Gets into this dream state and nothing phases her. She's not, not aware of what's going on. She is just doing whatever the house is willing her to do is what I'm guessing I, it is.
1: I mean, even when she came to still out of it, she was like, "What? What? what's going on? Hugh
3: said, you had this to my throat. And she said, no, 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 I wasn't like, no, I didn't. And she always says, I was having a horrible dream. That's mm-hmm. not the first time she said that.
4: Mm hmm.
2: She said it, I think, once in the last episode. We kind of we didn't quote it, but she right. definitely mentions that all the time.
1: This is when Hugh is like, "You need to see this." Brings him down to the blueprints, and he was like, "You did this."
3: Yeah, she literally looks at him and goes, "No, I didn't." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you did." And this is actually really cool. I don't even know if I noticed the first time I went through this, exactly what he was trying to say was crazy about it because I guess just assumed it was crazy and kind of went on with my life. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's the same shape as the forever home just over and over and over and over and over is just crazy.
1: Yeah. It's really cool. The fact that they, first of all, thought of that beforehand and made the footprint of the forever home, a reproducible shape in that like maze is insane.
2: And the forever home is a, theme that stays throughout this whole episode because not only is it in every one of the blueprint scenes, it's also important for the end of this episode. We're going to get that. That's about Cheryl's forever home. Mm -hmm. So that's clearly a theme. What I thought when this blueprint conversation was going on and they start actually saying like, maybe we do need a break from this house. That's like the first real conversation we've heard between the parents for almost the whole show where they're not just pushing off things that are weird that are going on. And I loved it. I don't know about I mean,
3: fucking time. Yeah, right?
2: seriously. Like God, <laughs> and she
3: is shaking up, man. She looks all screwed up. Still a 10. So young kidding. Hugh suggests that she goes to visit Janet. So that's back then in that timeline, that's the first time we hear about Janet, meaning it's her sister Aunt Janet after seeing all this. And after realizing how crazy she's getting, she agrees that she needs, she might need a little vacation and she's just saying these these migraines. that just crept up on me, and it's it's a mm-hmm. she's phenomenal acting and Amazing. really creepy. Yeah. It just snuck up
0: on me all of a sudden. That's awesome. a, that's when I that line is something I remember from the series because it's she's keeps composed the entire series, and that's the one time she lets out a sob like a like it just snuck up on me all of a sudden. The yeah. way she says it is like ooh.
2: That's nope. important too for the the cop scene at the end when Hugh does think that she's going to Aunt Janet's. And that's where that conversation started. So uh, there's a lot that happens in between because of the flashing, but just something I realized right now. So the next thing we get is the last scene we'll talk about in this timeline before we jump back for the cop scene at the end where Hugh is finishing. He's like, is the brick wall the wall that was behind what they destroyed?
3: Yeah. So they destroyed the wall that was water damaged and then there's brick behind it. Okay. And that was the
1: black mold. Right. So they're spraying, got rid of this black mold.
2: He starts hearing the rats again. Yeah, yep. the scratching. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: he, he is deteriorating. He's like, they said there was no fucking rats here. <laughs> he's, yeah. like,
1: okay. he's like, you 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 motherfuckers are dead.
2: Like, oh, you are Has dead. the rat poison yeah. ready to go.
0: So even though he's not believing that there's ghosts, he's obviously, it's getting to him. The whole house is fucking making him lose his mind. He's, at one point, I don't know that we said this, he's talking to Mr. Dudley and he, and he never really finishes his, his thought because he's like, I have this checked. Like I had people come in, like kind of mm. you don't buy a fucking f- house to flip and you're a professional professional house flipper and you don't check into the mm. house. right. Yeah. And then they kind of make him feel dumb where it's like, is there any rooms in the house that you haven't checked? Yeah. And he's like every house, every room but one. But one. what does that mean? Yeah, that's
2: probably where yeah. it's coming from. <laughs> yeah.
0: A lot of rats to break all those pipes, bitch. So,
1: yeah, he's, he finally gets out the first brick and he he's, gets out the second and he's going in to, for a third and then jumps back and he screams, grabs a flashlight and leans forward to look in the brick wall this is the second ghost yes paul yeah. which i saw which i was hyped for did
2: you find this one kathleen were you looking for this one no i didn't see oh my it. god this uh, one was which one I, scary <laughs> i was
1: i was like that leonardo dicaprio meme from once upon a time of hollywood yeah when he has a beer on the couch and he was like look yeah like, look,
2: look I, I see it <laughs> legs crossed with the cigar <laughs>
1: yeah yeah like i saw it, it was the white haired chick right in the center top of your screen yep. And, and it's just so far in the background. and such a close-up of Hugh. She's like, mm-hmm. just
3: turning the corner, looking at him creepily. So creepy.
1: It's, it's horrifying. He finally sees what's in the hole, and it is this decaying dead body corpse with a cane next to it that we saw. There's from- a
0: cane? Yeah. Who yeah. in this fucking cane, Paul? You well, didn't notice that it was the cane? No. Nah. I mean, it was... It's, I've it's, only seen this episode, like, six times, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and this <laughs> goes back to... When young Hugh touched Theo on Theo's episode, when we get all that shit right at the end, we do get this body with a cane real quickly for mm, a half a second. Are good. you a
3: vet or are you a rook, bro? I'm proud of you.
1: Take handwritten notes. <laughs> so then right away we get, you know, the cops got called. They're taking it apart. We learn that Officer Beckle, as his name is. He was like, ah, you just solved a cold case we had since like 48. This is William Hill. He went missing. His wife had private investigators looking for him for weeks. Open and shut the case. You just found Mr. Hill killed himself. Bricked himself in. Because he had the tool. Yeah, he had like the wooden trowel in yep. his hand. And I totally believe that he did that because it seems like the house gets you to kill yourself somehow. It gets you to do something crazy. And. The cop even said scratching at his fingers, it seemed like he changed his mind afterwards and he couldn't get out. Just as Nell
2: did. Right. Right. When she was trying to avoid the suicide, like yeah. after she woke up and was falling off. She was like, oh, my God, no, I don't want to do this. And then fall. So it's exactly the same way. And the look
3: on Hugh's face when he says try to scratch his way out. Was... He, he was like, what? Yeah, he was horrified.
0: If this wasn't like a haunted thing, and you found somebody that bricked himself in, you know, you know how fucking stubborn you have to be to break yourself in to kill yourself. (laughs) You're like, I'm done. I got it. Really? I gotta watch it. (laughs) Binge on TV. We cover Spartacus as well. He doesn't brick
2: himself, and he gets bricked in. But Mm. anyway, whatever. So yeah, this is Luke's ghost that has been haunting him. I don't think there was any connection to the top hat in that scene, but it was clearly the the yeah William Hill. Awesome.
0: The cop walks out, and he goes. I got to know people talk is this place doesn't say haunted. And then Hugh Young, Hugh just goes, yep. And the cop kind of looks at him and he goes, well, couple of my kids think so, which I think is a perfect line. Cause he doesn't say my kids think so C- a couple of my kids have seen some stuff or whatever he says. That's good writing. It's just very attentive to detail, being like, not all of them, skeptic ass
3: <laughs> Quick interruption here. We got one last no, secret ghost. And it's actually the same white-haired lady. We see Hot Mama Hugh, the cop, the main cop. Paul, give me the name. Beckley.
0: <laughs> Is that it?
3: It's B-E-C-K-L-E-Y, Beckley. Yeah, but I like it the way you say it. And there's another cop behind him, and the three of them, are the close up on the shot, but then there's another cops towards the doorway. And literally this white haired ghost is on this guy's shoulder, like behind this guy's shoulder, turning the corner the same way she turned the corner in the other scene. Like it's looks like she's just right behind him. What the fuck?
2: All right. I think we're going to jump back to the cop scenes at the end. So now we're going to go through the whole adult timeline. Our first scene opens up with older Hugh talking to hot mom's ghost she's not in the shot yet cool
0: and- reveal though yeah oh,
2: definitely and it, it every it seems like every thought that goes through old hugh's head is bounced off hot mama's ghost mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about it a little later like yeah, you're I saying to- i don't know if it's, it's like if it's like a coping me- mechanism like he says it could be the mental illness whatever or it could literally be her ghost again but we'll talk about that
0: yeah he's trying on different ties and throwing them down and that's when you get the reveal it cuts to her him at the f- funeral home, which is also Cheryl's home, and cute little daughter. I can't, I don't know her name. It's like, how come I, I don't know you? Like, you're yeah. my grandpa. What the fuck? never seen you before. And then he's like, well, I met your brother at some point. And she's like, prove it. And she <laughs> yeah. goes,
2: well, you didn't meet me or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my, really
0: my heart,
1: cute. my heart broke for Hugh here. It was like, you, you were just dejected by your family for like all these years that your grandchildren don't even know you. I'm like, that sucks.
2: Yeah, and we also get in this scene that Cheryl is she just hates Kevin right now. She hates mm. Theo so much. She's pissed at the dad. She just hates everyone except her kids. The,
1: well, She didn't even let her kids finish breakfast. She hates her kids. too. She, she was like, go upstairs, get ready. She's like, well, I didn't go upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. She's like,
0: I ordered calla lilies and they didn't get. She's just she's taking on that just like last episode when she's talking about the light bulbs and now she's really focusing on the flower she's doing. That's her coping mechanism. The way she grieves. She's just like really throwing herself into the logistics mm-hmm. of the day, which is like a really, really sad way to go about grieving when you're just we said it in the other episode shirley wants to fucking bomb nelly herself that's Mm -hmm. she's insane like she's a control freak to the max having old daddy hugh with young hot mama is a breath of fresh air honestly i see these two together at exactly the ages they're at like i see old (laughs) old daddy with young hot mama and i'm like this is so refreshing I love hot mom at her peak and this whole episode, whether she's a ghost or whether she's just something he's imagining, like at her best, giving him advice. This is something that I love watching. It's refreshing. It's like, do you guys think the same? I what just you want guys more think? scenes
2: of her. So I'll take everything I can get.
0: Yeah, but it, it, she, she knows best, but it's also like, if it is just in his mind, he knows better, but he still goes against what he what she's saying? I've been what,
2: questioning. I question it back and forth all throughout the episode going back saying so cool, like, is, right? is he getting new information from her or is, is he just thinking out loud akin to the hundred with the, with the red sun thing? Like is exactly. it new information or is it real? Ooh, I don't know. Good, good
0: comparison. I,
1: I definitely thought that she was actually there and he was getting these lines from her. I didn't think. It was yeah. a coping mechanism. You think that?
2: I mean, that's where I think I ended up. I mean uh,
1: I mean it's totally up in the air. I don't think we know at this point. Yet. Yeah. The, um,
0: the shitty part about the rooks and vets is kind of like you can like glean from my thing, but but it just means literally like it's up for interpretation. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: But what you were saying, it's a hundred percent incredible to see old Hugh or just Hugh in general talk to this like being this ghost.
0: No absolutely no shade to young Hugh, but old Hugh is where you really like get into Q's character and you, and you, he, he, speaking of omniscient, (laughs) he really does. He knows way more than everybody else, but his downfall is that he can't fucking articulate anything.
2: And you get to see some of that insight this episode, which is why I thought he rose in the ranks of my favorite characters. Now, after seeing the older side of him. His young side didn't give us much yet, but let's just start going through it because he gets a good interaction with every single one of his children.
1: This next scene with Theo, I was just going to say, is one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. Cheryl basically says, we don't open until 10, get the hell out. So he walks over to the Theo's. He didn't know what he was going to get. Theo wakes up, super hungover, looking beautiful, and he's saying, you know, I kind of got kicked out and I thought I'd come over here. And he says, can I come in? And she lets him in. They're having coffee. They're talking. And I was just one happy to see that.
0: Incredible. It's It feels different than anything we've seen. You get a reveal that Luke used to live there, which is interesting. He was like, I really thought that was going to be the thing that worked. Yeah. And sure, like, sure. Shit, this shit, this family has so much backstory we don't even know about. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. If there was going to be one person to keep Luke straight, it would be Cheryl. Mm -hmm. and no it didn't work
0: i like when she says she's talking about how she fucked up to her dad and she's really like getting in deep this is theo and she goes i fucked up even by crane standards Mm, (laughs) Fucked up
2: big time and she's getting kicked out we knew that from last episode but also while this is going on hot mama is in a hundred percent perfect form here because i think is this the first time in the adult timeline where we see her next on his shoulder this whole yeah. episode we see her.
0: Earlier she goes into the bit about Shirley, how Shirley always needs Shirley space. Cause Shirley's fucking freaking out. And he's like, You know, Shirley, she always needed Shirley space. Yeah. And and they yeah. like finish each other's sentence. Pretty much of,
3: once the reveal is revealed, she's always there. The, for us.
0: From yeah. the tie scene, she's she's behind him the whole time. Okay, cool.
3: This Theo scene was just
1: so incredible because she is distraught. She's like, I fucked up, admitting to Hugh you can't you can't understand it until you actually fuck up and she's starting to feel some sympathy for hugh because she knows that he might not have handled it the best way just like she didn't handle last night the best way but they fucked up and now they have to deal with the repercussions and she basically you know says stay have your cup of coffee she says i need to go get ready hugh's getting up and getting ready to leave, which breaks my heart. Yeah. And then she's like, no, no, like stay. Amazing feel,
0: Amazing. I, uh,
1: we're all making progress here.
0: I, that's a life-ass lesson. Like, you like to condemn people and then until you fuck up, like any normal human does, you don't understand people that have fucked up and you can forgive people more when you've gone through something like that. It doesn't give people an excuse to fuck up, but still, I think that was really yeah, well I, done. I well written.
1: It. This goes right into the beginning of Uh, the viewing yeah
0: yeah so lee walks in you see lee lee's at the eulogy hot mama can like read his mind and he's she's saying something like no don't don't think that this is the first time she's saying like no don't think that not something he's saying out loud like don't think that we were we were solid those last days don't count and i'm like Mm. oh
3: (laughs) yeah because she's saying you know He's thinking that they're bad role models. Yes. For well, marriage yeah, because
1: he sees Lee and Steve sitting down talking. Steve's doing the talking. Then in the, out of nowhere, Lee stands up, walks away upset. And he is thinking like, damn, I they, mean, they suck in a relationship because we sucked in. a
3: relationship." And I, as far as we've seen until she starts getting a little cray, they were a great marriage.
0: Yeah. And this is directly after daddy Hugh saying to Cheryl, I saw Kevin getting picking at the breakfast at the hotel. It's like yeah. he's he's she he goes from that to seeing Lee and uh, Steve fight, and he's like, "Fuck,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: our kids are and Nell's dead, and Luke's a crack addict, yeah, Her, heroin." It's like,
2: "Oh shit, we fucked up big time." <laughs>
1: when <What laughs> you put it like
2: that, we're
0: zero for four,
2: folks. <laughs> That's
1: insane. Yeah,
2: I took it from this scene. It started feeling more and more that Hugh is taking direction from Hot Mama, which led me to think yeah. that it was real, that she was a ghost and not a hallucination because I thought she was affecting the outcomes of what was going on in the present time. But now I'm going back and forth because you got to be questioning because I know like the, the coping mechanism line's in there at the end, but I thought that's there as a reason to try and dumb down the haunting at this point in the series. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going back and forth between thinking. And I, yeah. I just thought that Hugh was actually haunted by her permanently and he's just she's just there controlling his actions
1: i mean when he sits down next to luke and he starts to say something and then hot mom's like you know you don't have to say something you can just sit here and be there Hmm. and he actually listens to it that's what i yeah yeah, exactly what you were saying yeah
0: because he walks over to luke and is like i'm proud of you blah 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 she says he doesn't want to make today about him And that is just like a sweet Luke and Nell moment. And Nell's not even fucking there. And I love that about Luke Mm -hmm. because he really loves her.
1: And then Theo walks in, goes over and says, hey, boys. And I just want (laughs) Theo to look at me and say, hey, boy.
0: Luke says, beer and tomato juice, not as good of a shot as a shot of smack. But it's the best hangover remedy, which is like a funny little break. I
1: like that they're making jokes. They haven't made a joke hey, this man, entire days, year. 20. They
2: can make jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Theo's hookup walks in. What's her name Trish?
1: again? I want to say Trish. But that's is that right?
2: It. Do we know? That's What's, the, what's Theo's hookup? We're going to call that's her Trish. 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 All right, so Trish walks in. Cole and Green. Theo, I was proud of Theo in this scene because she instantly is so pissed, walks over, starts freaking out, and then kind of just realizes, takes a step back, and knows that she was being a bitch a little bit to Trish. Kind of accepts her as being there at the viewing. (laughs) (laughs) So after Theo kind of forgives Trish for being there, this is when Aunt Janet rolls through. And I thought she was nice. She seemed nice to me.
0: I do want to say, before we jump to that, I like when Luke looks at Dad and is like, oh, oh. You, you saw what happened at the wedding, right? Like, Nellie was laughing so hard when she told me about it. And then Daddy Hugh was like, yeah, we knew. I mean, Liv guessed it when, when Theo was around eight. These parents really were not in tune with their children. If it wasn't for the haunting, they would have had a perfectly normal, gorgeous life. Mm-hmm. Sad. But I, yeah, I agree. Fun. Aunt Janet is fine. And then this is where we begin the actual eulogy.
1: They have one quick really cool scene as they're ending that scene the camera pans away from old hugh and hot mom standing together and the way they stand it's like a couple yes in, like yeah with their arms kind in like of the a, crook
0: of their bodies yeah yeah
1: and it's like that's cool that like I they, the
0: same thing that
1: uh, old hugh just kind of like does that hangs out like that like there actually <laughs> is hot mom next to him all the time
0: oh he's got his that thing on him. Yeah, that
1: motherfucking dying piece.
2: <laughs> Cheryl's given Nell's eulogy and oh, she's yeah.
1: reading. Oh, uh, okay.
2: Boring. Yeah. What was that?
1: <laughs> what, which is crazy. She says she's not dead. She's just away, which I don't know. Maybe you need to she's read it.
2: dead. Maybe
1: you need to read his other poems to understand it, but I did not understand from that one. Yeah. yeah.
2: And while she's reading that, uh, it flashes to Theo, who is looking over at Trish, but then... You know, Trish does a turnaround, whatever, there's tension there. And then there's even more tension when she looks back past Trish and sees Kevin and make they make eye contact for a second. She looks away right away. We're gonna find out about that, I'm guessing, but I I don't know. I can't.
1: Who made a move? Theo made a move. I was born 90 seconds before Nell.
0: <laughs> After Nell. Uh um,
1: before Nell. Before no, he's
3: he's older. Yeah.
0: Oh, he's older. Right. <laughs> Anyway, well. do that whole bit the, again. The bed
3: over here. Yeah. Do the bit. Do the bit again. <laughs> no,
1: no. Yeah, we just did the bit.
3: What's the cop's name? Beckley. <laughs>
4: I um. I was born 90 seconds before no. And uh, I, I'd use that too, you know, if we had a fight or um. If I if I wanted something, I, I'd say I I was the oldest, so. She had to do what I said. And. Uh, <laughs> and she, she, she let me get away with it. <laughs> I mean, even though she knew it was bullshit. <laughs> the, the, last time I saw her, she, um. She was driving me to rehab. Uh, so she, she, she dropped me off. Um. And she, she looked at me and she said, you go in there and you bring my brother back. Bring my brother back. Better girl. I was born 90 seconds before no, but she was always my biggest sister.
0: Okay, so Luke has this amazing, amazing eulogy. The music keeps hitting you. And every clip I've clipped in so far and editing has the same exact music, which I feel like that's what drives me to do it. <laughs> it's this really sad, kind of like piano, super slow music that hits you in your feels. But
1: I mean, it's a fucking heartbreaker. When he's telling the story of how Nell dropped him off at rehab, the last thing she said to him is, Bring my brother back.
2: It's like, oh, that made me think of the whole twin thing, right? So he was having that meltdown. I think it was two episodes ago now, or maybe it was two or three, when he has been feeling cold and stiff because he's feeling what Nell's feeling. Is that gone? is he recovered from that i
0: mean i don't think it'll last forever if your twin just die. i think it'll eventually fade it's gotta be
2: i didn't know if we were going the path where he's just gonna go more mentally and mentally insane because he's half dead already but if you're saying that then that's fine i just he just doesn't seem like he has the residual effects and even the family comments on it like saying that he he looks better now or some of them do at least
1: Dude, that freaking eulogy Sad. Yeah, I, she was always the
3: older sister. That was that was cute. Yeah, he, I may have been born ninety seconds before, but she was my always my older sister.
0: Ah, yeah. uh, didn't did.
3: make me tear up. Shut up, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> so then, hot mama says, "Add a girl, right?" Best. Yeah, best ever. Great line.
0: And so this is like we'll run through this pretty quick. Cheryl's being a bitch as per I, usual. I was
3: gonna say <laughs> that, and <laughs>
0: she's bopping around. She sees uh Kevin in one limo, and her kid's like, "Please come with us." And she's like. Nope. And then goes to the other one. And then she goes in and she sees Cheryl's or she sees Theo. And Steve's like, really today? Not everything's about you, Steve.
1: Not everything's about you. Cheryl. Just getting the fucking sometimes
0: room. you, you grow up 30 years and you're still a 10 year old kid. Yeah. You, you know, mm-hmm. uh, me and props, Jimmy do that all the time.
3: Props to Cheryl's actress for just being a great bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, then, and then what a <laughs>
0: bitch she is.
1: And then of course, daddy Hughes in the parking lot is like,
2: need a ride. So, <laughs> did, he did he just ride? get an accent? Right yeah, 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 yeah that so Matthew
0: McConaughey. would be cooler if he did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right,
0: all
1: right. He starts trying to talk to Cheryl, and Hot Mom is in the back seat, and she's like, "Don't, just don't even go there. Don't bring it up."
0: I loved this directing because you. It's very much so the camera is on exactly him, exactly her. And then she's obviously just sitting in the middle that entire time. Yep. But the way they shoot it through the um, rear view mirror is, is incredible. Mm-hmm. I really like that scene.
1: And then we get Nell's actual burial when the family is tossing dirt um, and earth onto her casket. We get Aunt Janet being a little too emotional for Hugh because she was saying, like, my girl... Why do they all have accents when I talk?
0: <laughs> My sense. girl. My girl.
1: And Hugh's getting all like annoyed. And Hot Mama in the back of his head is like, you know, well, she did technically raise her, cut her some slack. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Luke, hot Mama
0: looking like a hot mama in that blue dress in this grave site. I am like those tits. Wait okay, up. anyway.
3: <laughs> uh, yo. Hey, that. And Copernicus. then
1: Luke goes to throw some earth on the casket. And he's sitting there, he's taking a moment and he says, like, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry. And then he looks up and he fucking sees bent neck Nell. Creep count. Yeah, it was definitely was. But what was even another creep count was he looks down and hot, ma- well, not hot mama, <laughs> zombie mamba. <laughs> is- mamba, mamba. <laughs> zombie zombie mamba, mamba was grabbing his arm and pulling him down into the hole and saying, like, come home, come home. And steve runs over to help him out and is like dude fucking get it together and luke's like "Yo, i just got pulled into my sister's burial hole like relax by
3: our mom yeah like, even yeah.
0: if it is like i think this show really does an amazing job at kind of hinting at mental illness i mean if you're steve and you're really that big of a skeptic and luke your addict brother for years and years is, like, falling into the hole, you you would rush over and be like, dude, fucking stop. Yeah. Like, like, stop now. Like, as much as we hate Steve because we know better, he doesn't know better. So it's kind of... It's really tough to put yourself in Steve's shoes, but you kind of have to. My
2: note, (laughs) it's so funny you say it like that, because my note started with, I was typing as that conversation was going on. I was saying like, fuck you, Steve, you piece of shit, trying to blame everything on mental illness. And then as I was going, I was like, but I also kind of like it. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Because it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's, it's, It's consistent with his character, and it also is how... Him being someone that has almost, to our knowledge, the least exposure to hauntings so far, mm-hmm. I would say. Are well, we in agreement there? Yeah. He, that he, I would say that he it, he would react like this. But go ahead.
1: He, he has a comment, and I have a sneeze coming. He has a comment where he says, like, it runs in our family. Dad saw it. Nell saw it. Like, you see
3: it. Even I
1: saw Nell once. Right. He
2: said, I saw, I've saw. i been seeing things this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
3: that doesn't mean they're real. Yeah. That's what he's trying to get into. And he's like, this is what I do for a job. Mm-hmm. When you're grieving, you see stuff. Okay? But you need to get your shit together. We don't want you to end up like Mom and Nell. It's in our genes. It's a sickness. I don't want to bury you, too. Mm-hmm. Which Ooh. is, holy fuck,
0: Ooh. Man. Like, don't put that on me, bro. Yeah,
1: like,
0: please. And then
3: you could see... Uh, I'll
0: get buried if I want to get buried. Okay. <laughs>
3: And you can see older Hugh watching and kind of listening from afar. Afar,
2: Yeah. Now they're back at the funeral
0: home. And Hugh is talking to Luke and saying, like, I see hot mama every day. It's exact phrase, exact sentence. I see hot mama every day. It's a coping mechanism. It doesn't. But it doesn't mean it's always the case, which is the littest line ever. Mm -hmm. Talk about ghost woke. Mm -hmm. A ghost woke. That is lit. And and then Luke hits him with the line.
1: Yeah, his response. Big boys know the difference between real and imaginary.
0: Which is exactly what he
3: said to him. Yeah. Right,
2: dad. Yeah, son the of a bitch. Fuck. That savage. line did so much for Hugh's character. Mm. He is, he, he's good after this. I, I, yeah. I Give him a pass. Well, no, well,
0: Luke him. said that to him. I mean, that, you mean the line of doesn't mean it's always the case? Yes. Okay, I mean, Luke's line was savage. And, mm-hmm. and but Hugh knows better than from when, he's a completely different person than when he said that originally.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke's looking like a badass with a sig behind his ear and then mm-hmm. walks out. Hugh looks down, sees the person, staring at it for a while, doesn't really say anything. Yeah. And then he goes over to Steve, and then they kind of have a talk. He's
2: also, is he just popping meds? Yeah, he took some pills, is
0: medication. That, is that
2: relevant? We don't it's know just, what
0: it is. He oh, is it, that he tells, Mama?
3: He tells, uh, hot mama pill. I don't know if you said this or not, Kathleen, I can't remember, but he does tell Luke that he's seeing a therapist, so he's probably taking yeah. some kind of okay
0: anxiety, depression, right? Something mad. Sure. Everyone is looking around. Shirley can't find her purse. Theo comes in and is like, did you tow my car? And everyone is mad. And this this is exactly the scene where Daddy Hugh and hot mom is behind him going, your silence isn't helping anybody. And he can't get the words out. And that is Rusty. literally his <laughs> entire arc as an adult. As we've seen him, he can't, he can't say the right things. He doesn't know what to say nothing's the right thing he's never going to be able to say the right thing
1: to to go back just a little bit when
2: fly safe when daddy hugh
1: that's exactly what i was going to say was talking to steve hot mama was telling him what to say what like basically apologizing for everything that he did he wish he could have tried harder he would have been there made a better effort and he can't say it to steve steve's like what like what were you going to say he says Fly safe.
3: Yeah, and it's crazy because it's hot mama is giving the speech as they're silence. So she's saying, you know, I'm sorry I didn't talk or listen to you. I wasn't there for you. It's the regret of my life. And I don't understand
1: why he can say all this other stuff to the other kids, but can't say it to Steve. Well, and Steve's like his biggest like failure, quote
0: unquote. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Why can't people speak their their mind? I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Why can't everyone <laughs> do that?
2: <laughs> I agree. All right. And at this point, after they have their Not moment, moment is when Theo. I like that. (laughs) Theo sees some dirt tracks leading into Ah! the casket area, and just her and Hugh start following him and seeing what they are. And we don't know if Hugh sees them at this point, but we know Theo's definitely following something.
1: This is after they find out that her car is
3: gone. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, We talked about that. Yeah. Well,
3: basically, what happens is Kathleen was saying that. A hot mom is telling him to speak up. So he speaks up and says, I saw Luke at your purse and he might've taken something. So then Cheryl storms off freaking out. Oh, my credit card, my wallet, my everything, this and that. And that's why the room is empty for just Hugh and Theo.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, yeah, they see the splashes. They follow Luke, as you were. saying, And then they're
2: going to Cheryl's office room in the funeral home. And as they get closer and closer, there's more tracks that they're following and what they see is the forever home that Cheryl was building is just smashed and destroyed right next to the desk. And they're kind of, I think, is it Theo or Hugh that goes right for the the smashed home and starts putting it back together for a second before the zombie appears? I, I think it was oh, Theo. It's Theo. It's Theo yeah, and yeah. the dad's
1: in the doorway saying, like, I, I can fix it. Like, it's okay. I can
3: fix it. And Theo's the one definitely messing with the home because she's the one closer and she kind of turns the corner because they can hear something
2: and they see the shadow moving and then is it supposed to be No? A,
3: a hot mama it's live
0: was it i, yeah. I didn't the, think it was either honestly it, it, it didn't
1: I look like it, her it, it was live with the head gash yep. that she mm. saw in the theo episode that theo nice. saw that theo yes if yep. theo
3: saw when she was explaining the whole the first time when they touched, and she first time she's seeing something crazy. She saw Hot Mama all mm. s- zombified, and she screamed. And then that's when, after that, is when Hot Mama gave her the gloves. Yeah,
0: I need to shout out Old Hugh and Theo for this acting. Just so shaken up, and Shirley's like, "What the fuck happened?" And and Old Hugh is like. Uh, w- w- it wasn't. Uh, and he's like, I can fi- trying to get out. I can fix that, and you're like, that is the culmination of these of this entire episode of him saying, I can fix that yeah. so many times of him being like. Yeah
2: his will to live <laughs> so is there any evidence in that scene that hugh saw it too or only oh 100 no, percent they both she, are so went, scared
1: he grabbed theo to her out, yeah. started like comforting her and pulling her back yeah his face was definitely scared like he was looking at it too oh he he's so
0: scared when he's giving those yeah. lines she's like make it stop make it stop make it stop yeah and shirley's like what yeah. the fuck did that
1: yeah. Theo's a grown-ass woman, and she's like horrified like a little
2: kid. That's the first time we've seen anyone in the Crane family get haunted together, right? I guess the funeral, the two storms episode a little bit, but they were never really in this, reacting to the same haunting experience. I
1: was thinking the same thing. <laughs> this is the first duo haunt.
0: The next three are going to... Fuck you guys. Not right. fuck you guys up. Just fuck you that's guys.
2: Hot. <laughs> like that. It's real. All right. Hot. Well, hold on. Before we close out, we got to go through the cop scenes real quick, and yep. then we can, uh, yeah, we can close this. So that's the end of the adult timeline. Cannot wait to see more about that because, like I'm saying, I love the fact that two cranes can be haunted at the same time. Because now we're going to see- start seeing some shit. Uh, so we'll leave that for now. We're going to jump to the opening of this episode, which has young Hugh. Right in the aftermath of the last time we saw Young Hugh, I think, right after the motel scene, he drives directly to the cops. They go to Aunt Janet's or get picked up by Aunt Janet's at 2 o'clock, which is the double tap on the the stopwatch that Nell does before she goes into, into Hill House. And Kathleen, I think you said it best. The cop, Buckley, is... Playing good cop in this scenario, yeah. he's telling him, you know, you're not really under arrest. You can walk out whenever you want, but if you don't, if you walk out before telling me the things I need to hear, you're gonna be very suspicious.
0: He's basically saying, you know how this sounds, right? Like you know what you're saying sounds crazy.
2: And he's
1: he's Beckley. He's playing him too. He's he took forever to get the coffee. He purposely didn't bring him creamer and sugar and he was like oh let me go back and get that like he's playing playing him trying to get young Hugh to confess or mm-hmm. just give something or just crack just give him time to sit and, and basically stewing it st- that's what I, I was going to say stir Yeah, but stew it that's a perfect uh, way to say it
2: but another thing we get out of this opening part is the cop does say that they are ta- the cop says the other cops are talking to the Dudleys right now so Spoiler, the Dudleys are not gonna die in any way, I guess. We're not gonna mm-hmm. see anything like that. So. Which is cool. Yeah, that's cool.
3: And well, we know Mrs. Dudley found Nell, so yeah.
2: And it does say, yeah, of uh, another quote that the cop says before walking out says, Of course, we haven't even talked about the other body.
1: Yeah, and Hugh's like that had nothing to do yeah,
0: with Yeah, what do you guys think? I've n-
2: <laughs> no fucking idea. It's so lit. I mean, Let me just
0: tell you, my note is. Other body explanation? <laughs> I forget. I was
2: trying to think yeah, if I forgot a detail. <laughs> was
1: I mean, unless I so
2: this saying. is like
0: referring
1: to
2: Abigail's body? I don't
1: William, know. William Abigail, who, uh, well. William Hill, like that body, and he's like, we haven't talked about how we already found a dead body in your basement one time.
2: Yeah, but I don't think he's referring yeah. to that because think, they ID'd the forty-eight, yeah, the nineteen forty-eight, one hundred percent true. Case.
1: And he says like the other body at the house, which uh, yeah,
0: like Hugh, it, did you kill that guy in nineteen forty-eight?
2: <laughs> Did you fucking kill that guy, too?
0: Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I'm fucking hyped
2: for we that. Step away. If that's it, we're good. We can step away to the last, very yep. last scene. So we're back in the cop station after all these revelations, after Hot Mama's ghost was chasing Theo and Hugh in the funeral home, and all that. This the, is the last scene.
1: The transition from this was old Hugh looking at the broken forever home, saying, I can fix this, I can fix this. And this goes right into Beckley saying, like, you can't fix this.
4: You've been, The transitions
2: are incredible. Yeah, this set. And the cop tells him that he was refusing to talk about the last three hours of the night before he called the cops in between when Hot Mama committed suicide, quote unquote, and when the cops got there. He's omitting the information of what happened in those three hours. And Andrew- that's the whole point of this of of the cop just saying, if you don't tell me what happens, like it, this looks like you did it. Yeah, That's the
0: key. The three hours is the key. He's
1: refusing. Hugh he is refusing to accept the fact that she killed herself though, which the cop is like, that makes no sense. Right. He, he's and, like, you're
0: saying you didn't touch him. Every time I say she killed herself, you get mad. What am what I right. supposed to believe? He's
3: not refusing the fact; he's just refusing to say it. She said, "Yeah." He said, he, "You're in. De- you're either in denial
1: that your wife killed yourself, or you're in denial about something else." Right.
0: He's like, at one point, you said the house killed her, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I'm really tired."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like I was delusional. I didn't sleep,
2: and he's grieving. We also find out the only information that the cop knows right now is that Hugh. Thought hot mama was out of town at Aunt Janet's, which mm-hmm. we talked about a little bit earlier. Great. And the second he saw her and was alerted that hot mama was walking around in the kitchen by, I think they say Cheryl, mm-hmm. he ran and sprinted right up to the red door. And my God, that motherfucker Yo! was cracked open! Yo! Holy shit!
1: I was.
0: He's like the door. It, it's been closed since we bought it, and then you see it open, and you're like, "That boy's a liar." Yes, he was right you through.
1: Always and then lied. seen. God damn. Biggest cliffhanger so far. A yeah. hundred percent. Because I've been dying to know what's in that fucking red room. Well, you'll find out.
2: You'll find out. Oh, great God, episodes, man. though, right? Definitely great episodes. I'm still sticking with I, it blew my mind. The Nell reveal. I thought that was we're a little biased
0: because Bedneck Lady is obviously the best villain of the episode yeah. of the series and the scariest part. It's a little biasing, because I agree with you, Luke, where it's the most intense one. I also
2: love Nell.
0: Yeah, I know you do. Do
1: you want want a 10-second kill Oh, Yes, I do. Okay, we got Bent Neck Lady, (laughs) (laughs) Cracked Head Mama,
3: and Zombie Hazel.
0: Okay, nobody gets to explain at all. You just say your three, and that's that. Okay, (laughs) Okay?
3: fine. I'm going first. Cracked Head Mama, I'm, I'm Banging. No, I'm marrying. I'm put her in the marital bed, and then go. I'm gonna bang bent neck lady, and I'm killing the zombie old Hazel, Hazel. Zombie,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Clara. I'm gonna marry bent neck lady, get over my fear because I love her. Ooh. I'm gonna bang hot mama, hot mama's ghost, and we're we're all we're killing Clara. I'm we're the same right, as
0: Hazel. same as Luke. Yeah.
1: yeah, if any of you guys married or banged Hazel, we would have problems. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to. We've been talking about these two the whole series. I'm gonna bang, bent lady, marry hot mama. You right, we're
2: what? Two and two, right? Did I, you marry hot mama? I married hot
3: mama. I'm you and
2: you Me and you married us now.
0: are the same, right?
2: No, I Me married hot. I married now. Me too. Okay, so we're the same. They're the same. Okay. Nice. Yeah.
0: Well, there you have it. Love a good bang, kill, marry. We are gearing up. For October 9th, when Netflix drops Haunting of Bly Matter, and we can't wait. We'll be covering that as well. For now, if you like what you heard, give Binge Town TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram, and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Tune into the next episode for eight and nine, or eight and then nine. We have no idea what we want. We'll let it breathe if we need it. Have the best day, and have a good week, and have a good month. Rest of 2020.
3: Kathleen's I'm drunk.
0: drunk. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> see you that. Binge Town TV. No, Next it's funny. I like. It. Nobody <laughs> listens that long. Bye. Bye. We love you.